Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12, and the first part of verse 13 read, And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain. Pastors must constantly be equipping, and every saint must constantly be seeking to be equipped. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as we dig deeper into the concept of equipping and being equipped in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Until We All Attain. And look at now what he's going to say needs to be happening to us. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. The more precise translation of the beginning of that verse, uh, it's reflected in the Legacy Standard Bible. It says, so that we are no longer to be children. We keep striving to, to attain so that we don't remain in the category of spiritual childhood. The word children here is literally infant. It means simple-minded or, or, or immature person, spiritually speaking. The, the, the root of the word means that which doesn't talk. Hey, it's a, it's a big day when your child begins forming words. What a great sign of development and, and cognition. That's exactly how we are spiritually. As we're better able to verbalize what we understand, we're growing. And so a child here, or children, would be um, someone who professes to be a Christian but can't yet explain what that means. It's the opposite of mature back in verse 13. So the rest of verse 14 is an illustration of spiritual immaturity. How can you tell someone is in the immature category? Well, tossed here and there by waves. You know, so often I say that uh, the joy and frustration of thanksgiving, of, of, of translation, and one of the reasons to be thankful for good teachers is that Greek is so much more sophisticated than English. Tossed here and there by waves translates one Greek word. It comes from the realms of oceanography and navigation, and it's a metaphor for being agitated and confused mentally where you can be blown one direction, blown another direction, bobbing up and down in the waves rather than setting your, your sights on the point that you want to achieve. And carried about is, is another Greek word that implies being carried around in circles. And the word doctrine means systematic teaching. So anyone who is easily influenced 
to change his or her mind on issues of basic Bible teaching is immature. Do you remember that earlier in this chapter, Paul made a big deal about the unity of the faith specifically, and he gave seven absolutely essential, non-negotiable doctrines about which you ought to be able to ask any Christian and get exactly the same answer from exactly the same Bible. We have to be committed to this. And if you can be blown around on those things, that's immaturity. We need to be able to stand up to those things. And my friends, I'm sorry to say, but the, the church in America is woefully susceptible to fads of doctrine. And so many have blown through just way too many to count. I am really happy to say that this year, I have not yet had somebody bring me a book and say, this is revolutionary. Have you read this, Pastor? It is only January 2nd, and not a lot of books are released on New Year's Day. That goes on all the time, and it, it will happen in, in 2022. It may not be a book, maybe a TV show, maybe a... Maybe a book, maybe, maybe somebody saying we're going we're gonna to portray the, 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 the life of Christ in a dramatic way, uh, okay? Somebody's doing that, and it's really compelling, and the doctrine is absolutely horrible, and it's produced by heretics. Well, this is, the, this is a great evangelistic tool. What are you trying to evangelize them to? And, and when did the Bible become insufficient for for evangelism. You get what we're saying? Be honest with yourself. There is a spectrum of spiritual growth. We have people in the building that have been on this planet only a few months. We have people in the building that have been on this planet almost a century. There's a difference between them. In development, in growth, in maturity, in usefulness, in productivity, in, in, in heritage, if you will. Where do you stand on that? Remember when Scott Freeman took us to 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14? Remember that classic passage? I am writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for His name's sake. That's where you start out when you first come to Christ. Wow! My sins are forgiven. All my sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Then he says, I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. The ones on the other end of the spectrum, they know God. It's like they have this close, close walk with the Trinity, if you will. And there are those in between. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. You started out just saying, wow, my sins are forgiven. And then you found out, hey, there's an enemy out there that wants to drag me back into my sins. And you learn to handle the word of God and to, and to overcome the evil one. He says, goes back again, I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. Now you know you're adopted. Now you know you're in the family. I've written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. Where are you in there? 
Your chronological age is not always a good indicator of your spiritual maturity. Where are you? Satan wants to fracture the church. His most powerful weapon is destructive doctrine, and the beachhead for his attack is people that he can blow around with winds of doctrine who will not be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit. And the most dangerous ones are the criminally immature. The ones who've been around long enough, they ought not to still be babies. Takes us back to the whole reason for teaching pastors in the body of Christ. Equip the saints to do the work of serving. Serve until we all attain. All attain what? Christ-likeness. So how does Satan attack? Well, that's back in our text too. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful deceitful scheming. Two words there, trickery. That word literally means dice playing. The idea is that you, you, you... deceive people. You, you toy with their lives like it's a game. Every word faith preacher in our generation fits that description perfectly. What can we do to get more people in the seats, more eyes on the TV screen, more checks in the, in the offering, using people? That's trickery. Craftiness describes a methodical deception. It actually comes from the the Greek word from which we get our word method. It describes deliberate plans and systems that deceive. Describes the activities of the cults, most pseudo-Christian ministries. And so the first result of unity, the first result of proper priorities, is stability. The warning here is against instability. Now, We need to keep equipping and being equipped, keep serving, until when? Until we all attain. Measured by what standard? The stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, here's the key, and this will be our conclusion today and our link into what we do next week. Always doing what? Verses 15 and 16 are the capstone of what we've been building up to for several weeks. It begins with the statement of a prerequisite at the beginning of verse 15, and this is where we're going to stop today. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ. Now notice the first word of that verse is but. That signals the contrast between the instability of being blown around by every wind of doctrine, and the stability of being anchored in the truth. But speaking the truth, that is extremely important, those three words. The grammar of this passage requires that this describes the circumstances in which something takes place. Spiritual growth takes place in the context of speaking the truth in love. It's what we always should be doing. And the tense of the verb is one of those nonstop things. We should always be speaking the truth. We should always be walking in truth. That's the environment of spiritual growth. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.